Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the variety that you get right here on the CEP Network. The CEP Network now has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Just go to truenutrition.com. Look at all their great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It's that easy. In this episode, Patrick and I chat about UFC 257 from Saturday night and the future of the lightweight division, Patrick's hatred for Wheeler Walker Jr., and Vanilla Ice Sir Mix-A-Lot mashups. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Raised on the Radios, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now, let's get into the episode. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of Raised on the Radio. This is me being perky because Patrick's an asshole. This is episode number 52. Good morning. <laughs> I am one half of the show. I am Colt Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoomland. Here we go. Let's do it. You want to knock UFC out of the way quick because everybody in the world is going to be talking about this today, apparently, because the yes. notorious got knocked out. And does do do as many people care anymore? Is my question. Is it that big of a deal? If he would have gotten knocked out two years ago, it would have been a lot bigger deal than it is now. Correct. Uh, it's still a big deal. Still a big deal. It's still a big deal. Okay. I've had I've had ESPN on for the last two hours. It's all they're talking about. Wow. But here's why. But here's why. It's like you said, everyone thinks it's still two years ago, four years ago. The casuals haven't quite caught up to the fact yet that you can't be a fighter in mixed martial arts and take years off at a time and come back and expect to perform at a high level against a guy like Dustin Poirier. You can't. And Connor said it himself at the, the post-fight press conference. He's like, inactivity does not work in this game. And it doesn't. It doesn't. I found it. He landed some big shots. He did. And Dustin ate him. And you could tell when Dustin was eating those shots, Connor was like, well, fuck, what now? But you could also like, tell. I was trying to get it. You could also tell that Dustin was feeling those shots. Like it wasn't just like he ate oh, him yeah, and kept dude. coming forward. I mean, it was a matter of okay, I just got hit. I got to shake this off for a second. And now I'm coming back in. Oh yeah. No, it was still it was still a Conor McGregor left hand, and Dustin had to shake it off. But you could tell that Conor was like it was sort of like the first the first Nate Diaz fight where he's landed those and he's going, well, the fuck do I got to do? Like I'm trying to get in. I'm trying to get out of here. You know. He didn't have a good game plan. Part of what made him so successful is the movement, the the unpredictability in his movement. He was in a boxing stance. That's why, he's, you know, Dustin fucked up that lead leg, which was a great game plan. You know, I don't I don't know. I'm not really sure what Connor's game plan was other than just take him out early, you know, land some big shots, get it, take him out early and go go party go be with your family whatever he's doing like these days but you know uh he landed some big shots and uh well like, he, like you the, can just tell when the whole leading or uh taking out the lead leg was i mean it's a very smart game plan like you said but it 
I texted you during it and I said that Dustin's and I'm sure it's because he was feeling the kicks too that he was landing on Connor, but his his kicks were not fast at all. And like right after yeah. I texted you and I said his kicks are slow, this is this might be an issue. Connor started catching them. Yeah. And Which what was I, a bad bad idea. It was, but I but what it didn't happen like I thought it was going to going to. I thought he was going to catch one of those and throw at the same time and possibly knock Poye out, but it didn't, it didn't work that way. But I think when Poye, when Poye's leg was being caught, he was also kind of like pushing his body back. Like he was getting, getting out of that range that he could be hit. Yeah. So the beginning of the end for Connor was when he did catch a He caught a kick and he was backing up Dustin toward the fence. And when he let go of the kick, he threw an uppercut and Dustin came over the top of that uppercut and rocked him. Yeah. And no one said anything. The commentary team, no one said anything when that shot landed. Uh, they talked about Connor's uppercut and how it just missed. But I could, I watched it again this morning. That shot was the beginning of the end. Yeah. Um, and and Connor's got such a good chin, man. He wears shots like that well. You can't tell that he's hurt, but he was hurt, and that was the beginning of the end. Yeah. Um, you know, the Cormier said it was the the shot that he took to the nose that did it. I think it was that shot when he threw that uppercut, man. His all of his momentum was going forward, and Dustin came over the top of it beautifully. Yeah. And, uh, dude, look. I mean, like Connor said, you can't take time away, but also, he, if 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 the Rocky movies ever applied <laughs> to fighting in, in the best way possible, it's right now. In Rocky Three, Mick told Rocky. You did the one thing that a fighter can't do. You became civilized, right? That's that's Conor McGregor. Yeah, businessman, dad. That's who he is. The, the 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 hunger, the desire to be a champion, the desire to win, the desire to embarrass his opponent. It's not. It's not. It's not the same anymore. It's just not. It doesn't need to be. Well, I made. That's I made that. What com- happened? I made Dustin that. Dustin Poirier is still hungry, dude. Yeah. I made that comment you know, last night to the crowd that I was in watching the fights and, you know, that Connor just isn't who Connor used to be. And I'm not talking physically or fighting wise. I'm talking like his personality has changed. He's more humble and everything. And the, yeah. the very first comment that came out was he's got kids now. It's like, I, I, I get it. You know, they, they do say that that definitely changes you. But to be for, for somebody who was on top of the world. I guess the other half of that is he don't have to make himself anymore. Like he doesn't have to tell people or show people who he is and make a statement anymore. He's already done that. Yeah. He's done that tenfold. The only, the only people that still think he has something to prove are the people that turn on sports center today and go, Oh my God, Conor McGregor got knocked out. Is he done? Like, yeah, it's, it, he doesn't have any. It's just not that he's not the same guy. Yeah, I, 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 I will be shocked if he fights in the UFC again. Seriously, I'll be honest. I honestly, yes, I, I don't because he changed like uh, his camp around and like because Khabib said tweeted something about it. Like this is what happens when you get rid of all the people that helped you become a champion. And I seen that. What I uh, wonder what the reasoning for that was. I don't know. I don't know. He still uses Kavanaugh, doesn't he? just changed everything he? around. And I think, yeah, everybody was still there. I, think, I just think he changed the way that he trained and sparring partners. And yeah. 
you know, I, I don't know enough about it to speak on it, but um, I, I had read that that happened before the fight, but I didn't really do much research. I just thought, well, to be honest, it's, it's Connor. He's going to fight the way Connor fights. And I don't think it really matters. I think, I think the preparation matters more now as we see him lose to Khabib, see him lose to Poirier. For some fighters, that's all that matters is the preparation and the, the, the training. And, and, but I don't, for, I don't, I just don't think it, it's the same for Connor because he doesn't have that same hunger and drive to, to be somebody anymore. It's just, it's just, so I'd be surprised if he fights again in the, I'm just, that's just my prediction. That's yeah. just me reading way, way too into the fact that dude, and nobody, is there anyone that loses better than Connor McGregor? Seriously. He knows how to take a loss, dude. That dude knows how to get, in front of a camera, in front of a microphone, and take a loss, man. It's – and he's always been that way. First time he lost to Nate. But I loved – that's when I truly be started becoming a fan is probably when you started – not when you started going, <laughs> fuck this guy. That's when I started becoming a fan is that first loss to Nate Diaz and the way that he handled it. I thought it was great. Yeah, but it, it shows um, that it's all – a. like like it's all just a pl- – not a ploy. What's the word I'm looking for? Like it's a – character that he's made to be I, nah, I don't know about that dude so you think you think it, Connor know. Connor was Connor he just has somewhere in there there is respect for a guy who beats him and he's well he's willing to show it and not act like an asshole on the microphone after the fact well look dude when you talk that talk that much shit you can't get on the mic and go fuck this guy yeah. You know, I'm still the best. He got lucky. You, you got to go. You can't do what Colby Covington did <laughs> after he beat Tyron Woodley and was on camera with Kamara Usman, the guy that knocked his face off and say, you got lucky. Bitch, he beat you up for five rounds. <laughs> he, he didn't get lucky. You know, like Kamara Usman was like, I broke your face. What, what are we talking about? <laughs> Connor didn't. Connor doesn't do that. That's the difference of a guy who's a competitor respects the guy that he's fighting and then a guy who does put on a show does put on an act still has to come back into that act and go yeah yeah i you got lucky kamara usman connor's never said that right. connor goes yeah respect to nate he beat me he was the better man respect to khabib he beat me respect to dustin you know i think that's what separates him from a lot of fighters in the ufc that get really close to that sort of high level of of status when he loses he loses well he people still walk away going god i want to see that guy fight again yeah. where some guys when they lose man it's it's you know who i feel the, uh, the the worst for last night dan hooker i know right he can't go home until february 21st is that because of like injury protocol or something quarantine the new zealand changed their quarantine their coronavirus quarantine protocols oh, so he can't leave he can't return to the country until february 21st and wasn't he the one that had the big story about like uh his daughter was on the other side of the the fence yep. like he's already been through this yep. before it was like a heartwarming story yep. because he had just got home but he couldn't like he had to be so far away from his daughter yep man yep i feel bad for that guy he yeah, uh for sure so that's the thing Talking about not taking a loss well, he took off his gloves and threw him in the octagon and just walked to the locker room 
after he lost. I didn't see that. He just wanted no part. You they it you couldn't see it uh on the telecast, but uh uh they talked about it afterwards. Paul Felder mentioned it. Um so I feel so bad for that guy. I just to to fly to fly there, spend all that time there. He fucking KO'd in the first round, and now I can't go home and see my family for like a month. Jeez. That is that's rough, dude. That's 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 dedication to your fucking job and to your your sport and your your company, your country. Like uh, it's that's. But uh, how about Michael Chandler, dude? I was that's, say, man, uh, yeah, props to Michael Chandler. Regardless, whew. he looked good, although horrible decision to do that backflip off the cage at the end because did you see he almost tore his ACL? Yeah, yeah it was a blowout MCL. ACL, MCL, and if he broke his, his fibula. If he wouldn't have jumped out of it like he did, that could have been bad. Yeah, maybe let's not backflip anymore. <laughs> but um, it, it, I'll give him this. It looked graceful and pretty until he landed. <laughs> it looks great until he landed. But he almost looked like, um, he almost looked like uh, Sanchez. I'm I'm expecting that to be a meme today, somewhere. Well, what happened? Did you not see the Sanchez fight? Andrew Sanchez, right? Isn't that Andrew his name? Sanchez? Yeah. Yeah. Did you not uh, see him get rocked? What did you? He he got rocked and uh like his whole equilibrium went off and he was just like dancing around like a newborn horse for a couple of seconds. It was bad. Why don't I remember this? Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay, he lost. He got. Did he? He lost. Right. He. Yes, I think did he get knocked yeah. out, or did he lose a decision? I don't remember. That was too long ago. <laughs> Either way, I was. Yeah, I just that was, that was anyway. Um, yeah, Chandler's tough, man. That's uh, it's one hell of a way to to enter the UFC. That's a lot more successful than some guys, man. Like I said, Eddie Alvarez had a tough road when he came over from Bellator. Chandler might get a title shot. Do you think that's? I still think they. Do you think that's right? Well, it, no. Well, ethically speaking, no. But ethically, ethically, because out. he he just started in the UFC. But the other side of it is, if you look at his MMA record, and he just oh, don- yeah. knocked out a top. What what Stan Hooker is he? What was his uh? He was ranking six. six. So he just top. You know, knocked yeah. out the number six guy in the first round, and looked really good but doing he, but, it. Right, and this is a guy that Dustin Poirier went five rounds with, right, and couldn't finish him. So, yeah, I mean, it's a statement, but I think they'll probably give Oliveira. They'll probably make it. So, if they vacate the belt, which they should, because Khabib doesn't seem like he wants to come back. I thought that uh, I thought that already happened. They, is Khabib not considered vacated the belt? Yeah, is he not considered retired yet? I think he's considered retired, but I think he's still considered champion. I, f- I figured it was like an automatic uh, vacation of the belt if you are retired because you're not going to fight again. I don't know. I mean, how many guys have said that they're retired and come back and fight? Well, I, un- I understand that, but that's not the way it should be. <laughs> I mean, if you say you're retired yeah, and you retire, then you're just ho- then if the belt isn't vacated, you're just holding up a division. Of course, that doesn't make sense to but me. But I think they they want him to come back, dude. Well, I know they want him to come back. I know because he's uh if he comes back, he's a draw. You know they want that draw, no matter who he's fighting. Yeah, 
Uh, but it'd be, I don't think they'd want to do him and Poirier again because he pretty much handled Dustin. But who does he fight? So if they vacate the belt, I think it's going to be, huh? Who does he fight? If he comes back, who does he fight if it's not Connor? Chandler. Now, see, uh, originally I thought... Because it's a new name, new blood. Right, and originally I thought about that, and I thought, because Khabib made the comment that he's done everything that he can do in the UFC, and that was another reason why he was walking away. And technically, yes, but my original thought was, okay, well, Michael Chandler's coming over from Bellator, and he was the, you know, the the highest echelon of Bellator when he came over. So I was thinking, okay, well, if Khabib could fight Chandler... Then now he's beaten the golden boy from Bellator too. That is something. But now that Michael Chandler's come in and I don't know. I, I guess since he's already had one fight for some reason that dro- like drops it down a level for me. Like if it would have been if uh, Michael Chandler would have been Khabib's first fight in the UFC. No, hang on. If Khabib would have been yes, Chandler's that, first yeah, fight. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Then I for me it would have meant more. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe it, maybe it should be a bigger story now if he could beat him because he has won a fight in, you know, a really good fashion. So I don't, I don't know. I, I, I yeah. I mean, I think it's a bigger story now. But the whole thing is the re- the only reason why I think it's intriguing in in general is because it's a new name. Yeah, it's new blood in the lightweight division. It's not any of the guys we've seen in the top five the past three years. So, um, and. He has a wrestling background, right? Chandler does. Yeah. All American. So people will try to spin that as hard and as fast as they can for up until the buildup, you know, during the buildup of that fight, you know, you know, I was, I was, but, I was, I was purposely paying attention to the buildup to the fight because of course, when it comes to uh hooker, you have a lot of fight footage and things like that. You can show when you're leading up to the fight the only thing they showed for Chandler was just training videos, of course, because they're not going to show like mm-hmm. videos from Bellator. And they did. And I was also right. trying to hear if they would mention Bellator. And the only time they said the word Bellator was actually when uh, Bruce Buffer was announcing him. Everything else was right. his MMA record outside of the UFC. I just thought I just thought it was funny, and I get why the UFC does that, but. I don't know. I just thought it was funny that they don't, they wouldn't even really mention Bellator at all. Yeah. 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 You have to mention that he's a three time champion though. Yeah, for sure. You know, you have to say that you have to, cause I mean, think of the guys he's beat. He's beaten two, two former UFC, excuse me, two former UFC lightweight champions. He beat Alvarez. He beat Benson Henderson twice, you know, you have to you have to talk about that. You have to say something. But. Right. Um, we'll see, man. I if if they don't do him for the title with Dustin, that I'll he'll probably fight Gaethje, which is a it's a motherfucker of a fight too. Yeah, that could be but, fun. But we're not mentioning Oliveira very much here either. He's just like in the mix in the top five, but it's just, it's just weird. It's like I really don't want to see him fight Poirier. I just don't care. Why is that? I, I just but don't when, care. But when you when you throw in the mixture of people, it's like you, you're getting into slim pickings as far as who can face who who hasn't fought each other yet, yeah. right? Because Oliveira hasn't faced Poirier before, right? They have not fought before, no. Okay, so I thought. 
Well, maybe they did. I gotta I have to double check that. Let's look up Dustin's record real quick. I, I want to say they haven't. If so, I don't but, remember it. But that doesn't mean anything. Well, if they did, it was a long time ago. Here we go. I got it here. Koch, Swanson, Brookings. No, they have not fought before. Okay. So, I don't know. I mean, you could you could spin that for the vacant belt pretty easily. You know, Olivera's on a win streak. Dustin's Dustin, so... I don't know, but I again, I'd be surprised if Connor fights again. Just my prediction. Yeah, just the way I feel. I don't know. I mean, because he's been saying, I mean, whether it's just for marketing purposes or what, he's been saying that he wants to be this to be the biggest year. So it could go one of two ways. He said that you know you can't you can't take time away and expect to be successful. So either he dives all into it because he lost and he understands that if I'm going to succeed, I've got to be in here fight after fight after fight. Or does he say, I don't really need to do this anymore and walk? Yeah. I mean, well, look, because he got KO'd, the the box office has decreased now. The box office level of fame that he has has decreased. People are still going to watch him fight. They're still going to want to watch him fight. But when you get finished like that, man, and uh, he can say goodbye to the Pacquiao boxing match yeah. after that. It ju- it just sucks to me in, in because or for Dustin Poirier because you said the box office uh, popularity and everything <clears throat> decreases, and probably paper. I mean, it, along with that is pay per view buys and things like that. Probably too now. Uh, I mean, people are still going to watch, want to watch him fight, but are is everybody still that interested in paying seventy bucks to watch him fight? And but the thing is, I don't know. Does it increase in the casual fans' eyes? Does it increase Dustin Poirier's visibility, <clears throat> or does it increase his popularity to the casual fan? Um, some sure. You know, but I don't know. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's what disappoints me, is we don't really know, and it should be a lot bigger deal than it is. Yeah, and maybe I mean, it, maybe it will be. Intrigue, yeah, the level of intrigue is more about is Connor Connor anymore. It's more so about that and less about who's this guy Dustin Poirier. He, he's a he's a he's a motherfucker. I also think that the UFC doesn't market him well at all. At all. Yeah. The buildup in, in, in one of the things that bothered me the most is he gets a title shot. He goes five rounds with Max Holloway, one of the best fights of the last couple of years, right? Wins the interim title, beats a, a champion to do so. A guy that they wanted to put in there with Khabib. Remember when Tony fell out and he, you know, it eventually ended up being Iaquinta. Yep. They put him in there, he beats Max. And they give him a title shot. And of course, it's in Abu Dhabi. Rather than in Las Vegas or in the United States, where they really could market this guy as, here is your American interim champion. He's fighting the bear on U.S. soil. Let's build this guy up. He's got the look, dude. He's, he, he, you know, the markability for him, marketability for him is there. 
And they didn't do that on that build up to that championship fight. And then he fucking loses, you know, in front of a bunch of fucking fans in Abu Dhabi and, and everyone forgets about it. Yeah. You know, it, I just, I don't understand that the logic behind that. So now if they do vacate the belt, dude, market this guy as the former interim champion. He went a couple of rounds with Khabib. He beat Connor. He beat Max. Like, I, I just don't think that the, I just, even the build up to this fight, it was all about how Connor beat him before. Yes. And, and it wasn't even, what it, Dustin had just done. Right. It's, you know, and that's what was annoying me too, watching the videos, just like during the fights, you know, your commercial break videos that you see, it always starts with Connor and just like praising him for what he's done. And then, yeah. okay. Yeah, I know. I get it. But then, okay, here's five seconds of a couple of things that Dustin did, but not really showing what he's actually done. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I just I found it to be bizarre because they gave dude when they booked Gaethje and Khabib. God, they hyped up Gaethje big time. Yeah. Poirier knocked out Gaethje. You know, so look, if you're going to give this guy another title shot, give him the world tour that he deserves. You know, he didn't get that before, in my opinion. But what do I know? Right. But give him the world the world tour that he deserves, man. You can market this guy, you know, the cat to the casuals. The casuals are gonna like him. He's a good looking dude. He's tatted up. He's you know, like he he he's uh he has a fan pleasing fighting style. He gets in there and brawls with people, but also tons of skill. Yeah, tons of skill. Can fight on the ground, can fight standing, has defense, has wrestling. All of he's a mixed martial artist. So market him to the casuals if you're gonna give him another title shot, you right. know. And I don't care who it's against. I don't care. And especially who's more marketable to the casuals, Dustin Poirier or Charles Oliveira? <laughs> the casuals don't understand what they're seeing with Charles Oliveira. I get it. Because he's a jujitsu fighter. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I like Poirier, man. I think he, uh, you have to give him a title shot though, right? You have to. I don't see how After you, that. I don't see how you don't. I mean, we're still talking yeah, even about. Even if, if Khabib's like, you know what? I'm coming back. Let's fight Dustin again. You have to do it. Right. I get it. Um, but man, there's, there's a, there seems to be, it seems like they backed up the bread truck for Chandler too, man. It, there seems to be a lot of push behind him as well. What do you, what do you mean? Like there seems to be a lot of push from the UFC to sort of get him in front of the fans. Um, that's why I'm saying, like, I could see him fighting for a title next because when they signed him, it was it was a big deal. They gave him all this, like, promo and press, whichever UFC pay-per-view it was after he signed. They, you know, he was out there in Abu Dhabi and, the you know, I gave him this whole promo thing. They've tried to book fights and, you know, he's... What I'm saying is, is I think... <laughs> I think they're rolling out the red carpet for him, you know, in a way that I didn't really see that when Eddie Alvarez came over. Like I said, Eddie Alvarez had to be thrown to the Lions right. to get a title shot. And he fought for a title on a Thursday night. Yeah. Like, just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. every, so he, I'm just saying you, you could really, really market a Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler title fight. I'd watch it. <laughs> it's a highly, it's a, it's a, it's a highly, uh, marketable fight to the casuals. 
show re- replay re- after replay of fucking Chandler throwing that left hand and knocking out Hooker. So let you know, me, okay. So say that happens. Say that happens, and Chandler wins. Say Ch- Chandler knocks out Poirier in the first round. Yeah. What does that look good on the UFC because they brought over Bellator's best guy, or does that look bad somehow on the UFC because Bellator's biggest guy is coming over to the UFC and walking through people? Think that matters? I don't think it looks bad at all. You don't think so? Nah, I think it helps. <clears throat> I think it helps Bellator, but I don't think it. I don't think it makes the UFC look bad. No, gotcha. They've already had a guy come over and become a champion. So yeah, but I'm saying not in this not in this fast of a fashion where it's all in your face. It's not a guy who had to still kind of you know build up the ranks a little bit before he can make it to a title. This could be if well, if, what, is, if what you're saying is happening. This could be two to three fight three fights at the most, and he could be a title holder, which is kind of nutty. Well, we're speaking hypothetically. I get that. Remember. Yeah, I know. I'm just throwing shitty, <laughs> shitty theories out there. I'm probably way wrong. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, <clears throat> if if he gets title shot next, it's two fights. I think it took Eddie, I think he fought three times before he fought RDA for the title. If okay. I'm remembering correctly, he lost to Cowboy. He beat Gilbert Melendez. And then I think he beat Pettis. So I think it was the Pettis win and then he got the title shot, which that's Jesus Christ. I mean. Again, thrown to the fucking lions. Yeah, you know. But um, God, that was so long ago too. Can you believe how long ago that was? That's crazy. I don't even like. I was thinking about that last night. And I was just thinking about different fights and stuff. I'm like, how in the po- how is that possible that that was four years ago? That does not make sense. It feels like ten years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> Considering what's happened, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll see, man. I. I really hope that they give Poirier a title shot, and I really hope that they market him better than they did the first time. Yeah. If you want, <clears throat> if you want the ESPN crowd, Dustin's your guy. He's your guy. Speaks well, looks good, fights well. Do it. I don't know why they didn't do it the first time. I don't know. If we want the, and, if we, oh, by I, the way. Give him. Do not make him fight for a title in motherfucking Abu Dhabi. I'm done with Fight Island. I don't care if it's for no fans. Let him fight in the United States, okay? Fuckers, stop making. They fought. We haven't even talked about this. The main card started 9 p.m. our time. We're Central Time. Abu Dhabi is 10 hours ahead. So these fuckers fought at two, three, four o'clock in the fucking morning. That's insane. That had to have impacted some performances. It had to have. Yeah. Hooker looked tired. Connor looked tired. Dustin kind of looked a little bit tired. Chandler looked fresh. I don't know what he did. <laughs> I don't know what that guy did. He looked like he slept like a baby before he fought. Um, I don't know. That's insane to me. I that that is just that's to such a detriment to the fighters. I, I don't I don't understand that. Just so also you can have fans there. Yeah, I mean, and this isn't, you know, this isn't a matter of just the fact that, okay, a fighter has to fight at 4 a.m. This is a matter of they flew to Abu Dhabi. And I understand it may have been a week ahead of time, but a week really isn't that long when you think about jet lag on a flight like that, time zone changes and all that stuff. I mean, it's insane. And then you add a 4 a.m. fight on top of that where you're trying to fight somebody. (laughs) You're fighting for your life basically in a cage. That's insane. 
Yeah, yeah. I, and the fighters will the fighters will sort of back up the theory that like, oh yeah, a week's plenty of time because they don't want to go they don't want to go against the UFC and say, hey, this was a bad idea. But I think some should. I think some should speak out on it. Because there has to be some that are like, I'm not. But there are guys who turn down these fights uh, overseas. They don't do it. They just won't. They won't do it. Right. So, I don't know. Anyway. If they give him a title shot, for you that is, make it in the United States. Make it at the Apex. I don't care if there aren't fans there. But if like if they if they can have a gate, Uncle Dana's not going to go without having a gate. Yeah, so, right. They've already had a couple of gates now. Which, by the way, there were a lot of people there. There was, and they and it, John Anik Is made there no the, coronavirus in Abu Dhabi or what? I mean, it was it wasn't the whole place wasn't full. I mean, there were still distance people, but there was still a lot of people there. But John yeah. John Anik made the comment at one point and said uh, that I guess like the last fights they had. I'm pretty sure he said the last fights they had that they didn't sell all the tickets that were available for it, but this time every seat that could be filled was filled. So, and I didn't, but I don't know, I didn't, if they said how many people were there, I don't, uh, I didn't hear it, but I would imagine they're staying away from that, especially if they had that many people in there, oh. because the bigger the number they say, yeah. the worse people are going to look at that. Yeah. Uh, but they have to, they have to report that to someone, right? I would assume, but I, they're also in Abu Dhabi. So I don't know. I'm sure the restrictions are a lot different over there. Are there restrictions? It doesn't seem that way. <laughs> there's like um, there's like Abu Dhabi vacation commercials and there all this is, shit. Yeah. Like, hey, come like to Abu pe- Dhabi, <laughs> people- where, cor- where coronavirus doesn't live. <laughs> like what? You want to you want to get on a swing in the middle of the ocean? That's because that, I see, kept seeing that. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Come on. <sighs> Two tickets to paradise, bro. Right. Before we before we stop talking about the UFC, you sent me something last night, and um, I was talking about how the UFC doesn't market Dustin Poirier correctly. Uh huh. You know who they don't? Not only you know who they not only do not market well, but just fucking blatantly disrespect the entire MMA community. Does is my boy Stipe? I you know. <laughs> I was listening to that and I in the whole time I'm listening to it think or the them talking about well actually it was DC of course uh making his statements about Stipe and Francis Ngannou and all these fights that are have potential to be happening soon and the whole time I'm thinking Patrick's going to blow up on this <laughs> I'm pissed <laughs> I was already pissed before that because the, 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 re- the, the reason I knew this respect that this guy, the reason I knew this was going to happen was because DC was playing around. Like he was saying all these, the best in the world uh, to some of these guys in the division and stuff. But he was like, it was almost like he really didn't want to say anything like that about Stipe. He just kind of toyed around it or danced around it. And I, I kind of get it from an ego point of view. Should it be that way? No, he, it's still his job and he should be marketing a lot better than he is. But from an ego point of view, it's kind of like, ah, <laughs> this is hard to do. But out of respect, you should, well, he, he should, he should be the number one person that he, that, you know, Stipe should be the number one person that DC says is the best in the world. Absolutely. Um, 
he's going to have to check that ego if that's the case, because he's about 60 pounds overweight. So he's just going to go have to go ahead and shut up and just give the man his respect. OK, he beat you twice. He's going to have to live with it. OK, but I couldn't John believe Jones beat you twice. I could yeah, have to live with it. Yeah, I couldn't believe like he was he was hyping up John Jones more than than Stipe. Mike, that shocking with that. Yeah, but with, still shocking. with that rivalry, though, I mean, I guess he's just doing that for the UFC perspective, right? Not from as far per- as everyone's concerned, Francis Ngannou is the new heavyweight champion. And it, it it's driving me fucking batty, dude. It's, cr- it's making me angry. The- I'm going to start <laughs> writing people letters, starting with Joe Rogan's punk ass. Joe Rogan. There are other fighters in the heavyweight division other than Cain Velasquez and Francis Ngannou. I just want to point that out, okay? Holy shit. He just, dude, when he has conversations about the UFC now and they talk about heavyweights, Stipe, it doesn't even enter his mind. It's bizarre. You called both of his fights when he beat DC. You were there. It's because DC's your friend and you have that same ego. What is going on? That, I mean, that's part of it for sure. I mean, that, that's, that's, I, that, I, that's, I, that's, that's all every, every time DC comes up in a conversation with Joe Rogan, it's the <laughs> next 10 minutes is just him. Oh, I love that guy to death. We have so much fun together and this, that, and the other. And then <laughs> don't fucking marry him. Then you, you turn <laughs> Jesus. I'm looking up USC 260 betting odds. I want to see how much of a favorite. Francis Ngannou has opened as. You think he is the favorite? Is I? Yeah. Let's find out. I got it right here. Let's see. No, I don't. Well, shit. Well, that was that wasn't as easy as I hoped it would be. Sorry about that. Never mind. Do they have the betting odds already? I mean, that's it's still a couple months away. I guess opening. I guess they open. Yeah, they they have to. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Ngannou is the favorite. Either way. Whatever. Whatever. God. Maybe, this maybe. Is, what? <laughs> I. The only thing, the only person who I think is marketed less, the only champion who is marketed less than Steve A is Amanda Nunes. You would and say, they, you, would, you would say, you would say she's marketed less than Steve <clears throat> Yeah. I sometimes forget that she's even champion. That's how I mean, little she's yeah, talked that, about. That's, that's true. How... It's weird. It's so weird. I don't understand. Anyway, that. I don't. Understand and I don't mean it. that. There's no disrespect to her. No, she's awesome. Yeah, love her. But her company does not promote her at all. Who uh, who was it that called Amanda Nunez out last night? Someone did that. Yeah, I can't think of what her name is now. Who were there bantamweights that fought? Oh, Juliana Pena. Yeah, that's what. Okay, yeah, it was Pena. Juliana Pena win. Yeah, yeah, I got I, news for her. I watched that. I fight. even if she does, I watched. <clears throat> I watched her fight last night, and okay, but still, the fact that she called, she said Amanda Nunes needs to stop. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Do- dodging, I guess. She says she needs to stop dodging this fight, and I'm thinking, girl, you are. A little over your head here, <laughs> and a little You're bit asking for trouble. <laughs> you there, are asking lady. to get your face knocked off. But also, she got put to sleep by Jermaine Durandamy. Yeah, 
Jermaine Duran to me is, I don't even think people knew that she thought she had jujitsu skills going into that fight. And she put to sleep a girl who's known for her jujitsu. Right. The fuck do you think Amanda Nunes is going to do to you? Right. I like Julian opinion too. I mean, but, but yeah, she's crazy. She's got to get another win before she's even sniffing that title. Yeah. But, um, then, but then again, who else do you in? Well, who in front of her, do they throw at Nunez next? Well, Nunez is fighting Megan Anderson for the featherweight title. Is and that, I would imagine they'll make her come back down to bantamweight and fight Durandamy again. But that would be my guess. Yeah. You can't pass up Durandamy. You can't, you know? Yeah. But, um, but she's fighting Megan Anderson. This is coming up soon. One of these cards coming up. But that's for the featherweight title. And yeah, that's not going to end well for Megan Anderson. I don't think so either. Um, do we mark do we market Amanda Nunes better than the UFC does? <laughs> I think we do. One hundred percent. We should. They should hire us. We, we do it way better. But also, I don't know why they haven't capitalized on the the LGBTQ community with her. We've talked about this multiple times, and I first. don't get it. I, I'm not, I'm not saying that they, I'm not saying to use that to their advantage, but right. Capitalize might've I mean, been Jesus the, the Christ. made an She's your right first word. openly gay champion. Yeah. Right. Well, no, I, but you, that's what you do. You market yeah. her to that community. You get that community behind her. She's, but, but also she should be their hero. But also what we said before is that maybe she doesn't want to be marketed that way. Probably. Because that I don't know it, probably, but it, has she openly said that? I don't know. I I I not, but not. She. I mean, look. I'll say this: if she if she feels that way, I'm behind her because I I don't think it's that big of a. It's not a big deal. Well, she said she, she's the first openly gay. Champion. Right. She seems humble. Not, I I and, yeah. And I and I she may not she may not not want a certain crowd behind her just because she is gay right you know what i mean like she 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 doesn't want yeah. the whole community to back her just because she's gay she wants to be she's here to fight and she wants to she wants yeah, to yeah. have a, the crowd behind her who takes seriously who she is as a fighter not how she I guess what i'm life. saying is yeah i'm with you I, but i think it's it's an inevitability that people are talking about it yeah right yeah that's my point that i i, I it's the same thing as like when people bring the race thing in when a white guy and a black guy are fighting. Yeah. It, always, always. It's unavoidable. And it sucks. I hate it, you know, uh, but people talk about it. So that's what, and let me, I, yeah, I feel bad about saying that now because I don't, I don't want it. I don't want, I don't, I don't want people to think that I'm saying Amanda Nunes is different. She's not right. She's yeah. the same fighter as everyone else, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that there's a community of people there that would consider her to be a hero that yeah, I feel like right. the UFC is not really expanded upon. Maybe she doesn't want that. If she doesn't, I'm behind her 100%. If she's open to it, fucking cash in. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> there's large opportunity there for you. But either right. way, speaking of cashing in, I want to thank our... Uh, this is a... Swift transition I'm about to make here, but I want to thank our I'm watching uh, it in motion. <laughs> I want to thank our friend of the show, Justin James Coretta, for for 
opening my eyes to this. So previously we were talking about country music on the last show, I believe. And I brought up a guy named Wheeler Walker Jr. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, did you give me your thoughts on him? Do you listen to his music? Uh, I first heard about heard his interview on Rogan's show. And, it, okay. and at first it did was... You, even, you didn't know who he was before that? No, I did not. And at okay. fir- it was funny at first. Uh, it's not something that I listen to on a regular basis. If, it, if I... I have some of the music on my phone, so if I just hit shuffle and it comes on, I might I'll I'll listen through a song, but I'm not gonna put the Excuse album me. on. Excuse me, hold on a second. Yes, sir. Now, yesterday, I'm not gonna get too deep into this because I don't want to divulge too much information here. But yesterday, we were talking about purchasing music. Okay. Okay. Did you buy Did you buy the song that we were talking about? Yes, I did. You did. Was yesterday the first time you've purchased music in a long time? Because I gave you so much shit about it? It's been a while. <laughs> so you said that you have Wheeler Walker on your phone. Are you saying that you bought Wheeler Walker's no, music? No, I know. I or mean, it's streaming. Okay. It. Yes. God damn, dude. We were about to. Did we almost, did, to, did okay, we almost lose a podcast? <laughs> yeah. I did Raising so. the Radio almost so. go away? <laughs> All right. So. You do listen to him, but you don't. And you didn't know who he was until I see. I haven't seen him on Rogan. I haven't seen that. I did. So I discovered him when he was being talked about by maybe Cowboy. And I didn't go out and listen to his music. I don't care. I don't like country, even if it's, as we now know, parody country. I'm not interested. And then I was with uh, a group of people and someone put on the, the fuck you bitch song or whatever. Okay. And that's what I was kind of like, okay, he's trying to be funny. Like, fuck you, bitch. (laughs) But the music's the same as any country music I've ever heard ever. So what is this guy's agenda about talking about? Like, he hates on pop country, you know, really, really hates on it. He hates on Garth Brooks. But it's the same thing. He's not like he's he he spits this like. This narrative, like this pedaling, we're going to pedal some steel and kick some ass and play, play old country music. That's not what you're doing. So I haven't thought, so so I haven't thought about it this way. So you're, you're saying that it's parody, but it, if he was parodying it because he hates the new poppy type country, you would think that he would be using that type of music to parody, not the actual music that he likes. Like the actual, yeah. Well, here's why. So we we should. Well, we got to stop there, and we should. I should bring up why what Justin told me. Okay. okay. So apparently, this guy was a stand-up comedian. wasn't doing so well at stand-up comedy. His name is Ben Hoffman. <laughs> wasn't doing so well at stand-up comedy, so he transitioned into this character Wheeler Walker Jr. and started playing country music, but. With subject matter like eating pussy and kicking ass and fuck you, bitch, you broke my heart and all this stuff. So he's like the Larry Cable guy of music. Sure. Larry now, the Cable now, guy. Have you, have Larry you, the Cable guy is a character. Have you gone back and tried to find any of his stand up? I have not. Okay. I didn't know if you would do that kind of Want research. Me to look some up right now. <laughs> Ben Hoffman stand up. First thing that comes up. Wow. Uh, Justin Bieber fans hate Ben Hoffman. That's seven years ago. 
I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how he long he's been doing that. He had something on Comedy Central called The Ben Show. And on The Ben Show, he's wearing a fake mustache with aviator glasses and a cowboy hat doing the eating pussy and kicking ass song. Here's Ben Hoffman on the Adam Carolla show from seven years ago. He had his own no show. He had his own show on Comedy Central. Yeah. Whoa. So here's what's here's my problem with this. Okay. So he he transitions into this Wheeler. I didn't know that Wheeler Walker was the character until Justin said something. I thought he was a country music artist who just so happened to really hate things like Florida Georgia Line, like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So he's pretty much just taking this character and run with it. But here's what I don't like about it. I think it's highly disrespectful for him to not only preach that country, like pop country is shit, but also this peddling steel thing that he's talking about. Bitch, you ain't peddling steel. You're just cashing in. If I'm an old country artist, I'm looking at this guy like, fuck this guy. You poser. Well, you're you're respecting the old the old guys, right? You're talking about how these older guys were real country and that Garth Brooks is bullshit and he started this whole wave of of pop country. But if I'm one of those older guys, I'm going, well, aren't you doing the same thing? Hmm. By writing fake songs called Eating Pussy and Kicking Ass and Peddling Steel. No? I do what do you think? I I, I think it's that's bullshit. Well, it's it's like I said, I haven't really thought about it this way before. It makes sense though. Because, like I said, he's he he's taking the music, the music, not the vocals and the words, the music that he loved, and still using that, but then making the parody about like over that. That doesn't but make. Does that, he love the music? That's the other thing. I mean, that, I thought that's what the, the character. Sh- I thought does. that's what right, but I thought that's what the shtick was. Like he hates the new poppy style of music, but instead of taking that music and doing this parody over the top of it, which is music that he already apparently hates, and just downplaying it, he's using the music that he actually apparently likes and parodying over it. I never thought I would say this in my life. It never even crossed my mind, but... And it might be the only time I say this for the rest of my life, but he's a culture vulture of the country community. How does that happen? Uh, Okay, give me a definition of what you just said. What do you mean by culture vulture? So like people consider, okay, so culture vulture is often used when white guys do hip hop. Okay. Okay. Post Malone is considered by a lot of people a culture vulture. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. What it is now? Yes. Okay. So he's a culture vulture of the of the country music world. How's that even possible? How did you do that? <laughs> how 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 Maybe that's why it's I, I, he's dude. succeeding. Is he succeeding? I don't know. I don't know what his album sales are. I have no idea. But well, it can't be great if your album debuts on Pornhub. Which again, that whole thing, that pissed me off. Like, <laughs> just release your fucking music, dude. He pro- he probably got. Why does there have to be a thing? He probably got more downloads I don't and like buys. When there's a thing, dude. He probably got more downloads and buys by just being on Rogan's podcast than anything else. I, I bet that I bet that's where he got most of his. Okay. Stardom from the the appropriate pra- uh, the appropriate place to market an yeah. album. Yeah. Not Pornhub. 
I, all right. I, I, I don't know. I just, it's bizarre. I just don't like, I just don't like, I don't like the idea of using music to fulfill your character. I guess I'm sensitive about this too, but this is, this is an, I, I like watching this because it, it, it's like, it, it really, I know you're smiling, but it really you shows can see the internal battle happening yeah. in my brain and in my heart. And yeah. Th there's, my, there's yeah. that, but it's like, it's like how deep of a topic music actually is for you is, is interesting to see. And I'm not downplaying, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not downplaying it. I'm saying it's a good thing, but it's interesting to watch. Like even something like this is what is something that like you take to heart and really pisses you off. Well, look, I find it to be insulting. I just do. I get Again, it. It's because the narrative of like, I, I don't like pop country either. I, I don't even know enough about it to even say that I could like it. I don't like country period. I don't like that sound. It's not for me. I get why people like it, you know, uh, but just pushing this narrative about how it's, it's not real music. And I'm going to, again, I use the term pedal steel because he actually says that, which it to talk about cringe. He might as well have a cigar in his mouth <laughs> he, he talk, talking this narrative about this narrative about pedaling steel. When the guys that actually did pedal steel, you're, you're just making a mockery of what they did. You're not really respecting it. You're, you're not, it's, I don't know. Again, I, I probably take this uh, more personal than I should. But I also like with music, I don't like pushing narratives, dude. Just fucking play. Just play. You know? Do you like Steel Panther? Uh, ish. I don't know. The, the sound. The fun, the, the right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's fun, right? Yeah. Okay. So, like, I've heard people hate on them because they think that, that again, they're kind of being like a Wheeler Walker type situation where it's like, a parody. It's not real. And I'm like, well, well, hold up. I mean, those guys are real musicians writing real songs, right? You know? Yeah. It's kind of goofy and silly and they look silly, but I don't feel like they're being insulting. I feel like they're paying tribute to the hair metal scene. And I think they're writing really fun, good hair metal in the process. And also people love to go watch those dudes play live because they fucking, they're entertaining. I don't know enough about their story. Now, come to find out, they might have a Comedy Central show out there somewhere too. <laughs> but I don't find that to be insulting. What I what he's doing, I find to be insulting. I can't wait for Justin to hear this and then text me because um, he's the one that brought this to my attention. And I did kind of go on a little text rant there with him, but I not nearly as bad. Look, I you know I don't have like listen. Music isn't this fucking sacred thing to me man where it's like i gotta protect like it's not that i'm passionate about it but i also there's no thing with me okay by that i mean when i release music there's no thing behind it it's just music it could be rock it could be punk it could be pop it could be a combination of all three it could be hip-hop it could be whatever i like it all with the exception of country so there's no thing. It's just, I'm just doing it. I guess that's my point. Like, just shut the fuck up and do it. But it, and if it's not your thing, then don't do it. Clearly this isn't his thing. 
but but you failed at one thing, so you picked up this other thing. In in today's culture, right? in today's culture, though, it's like don't most people who want to be successful in something have to find the thing that catches Ugh, that catches. I did, but you know what I'm talking about. Like it, it, you find the thing that catches fire. You find the thing on social media that people attach to or that they that they like, and then you roll with it. Right, because it because that's what brings your followers. That's what brings you the attention. Is what people what grabs people, right? And it's it di- these days it's different on what grabs people and what keeps people's attention than what it may have been when you first started music, right? Does that does that all make sense? As much as an Abu Dhabi vacation commercial does, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that if you watch social media, people have a shtick. Somebody that might have a million followers on Instagram, they probably have a shtick or something yes, 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 yes. that okay. they do a thing that people gravitate towards for some reason. And that's what his shtick is, and it's worked for him. So he's ran with it. If it, if even if he went sure. on Rogan and people hated it and don't didn't buy his stuff and everything, he may have went to something else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's an imposter. And I say, get the fuck out. Okay. You're <laughs> trespassing. You don't belong. Okay. Go back and do the Ben show. I I, I get it. I, I get what you're saying. And he, look, hey, I, there he, are people that are going to call me a hater and, and uh, you know, get over. I, yeah. I am a hater. Sure. Now, I understand that Comedy Central yeah. has had some really crappy shows, but he must have had something if he was able to sell a show to Comedy Central before his shtick that he has now. I don't know, man. And I know they're saying he's Do a, you listen? I know they're saying he's a failed stand-up comedian, but he had a well, show on comedy central. That. I think, I, I think I might've said that. Oh, okay. In reaction. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that to be a fact. Okay. He could have just been a comedian right. and decided to seen, move to something else. Yeah. But have you seen Ben Hoffman stand up in the last seven years? No. Me neither. So that's my point. <laughs> uh, so I guess what I'm saying, I'll, let me tell you, what, I, I think I just, I figured out why this bothers me so much is because now that I know it's a character, now that I know it's not real. And uh, it, it'd be one thing if he, okay, okay, okay. Let's pretend that Wheeler Walker Jr. was never Ben Hoffman. And let's pretend that Wheeler Walker Jr. started as a struggling, hungry, hungry artist, has released this music, and then just kind of said, I'm going to start being vulgar in my music. And that's just the road. That's the, the road he travels down now. That person doesn't bother me, right? The person that bothers me is the imposter that pedal, that pushes this narrative when really you're not even, you're not even, there's nothing behind the music even. You know what I'm saying? Does he even write the songs? I would I would think, but I I don't know. We don't know. I, maybe you're right. Maybe I care too much about this because of I I don't know. I I would love I would love other people to tell me other people that play music to tell me how they feel about this. I don't know. He's like Vanilla Ice. Hmm. It's like the vanilla ice of country. 
I don't know. Didn't Vanilla Ice come out and admit that he was just trying? Like he wasn't. It wasn't about the music. He was just trying to cash in on a on a on a thing. Like I said, I hate things. So was did he have? Did he have anything? Really like, did he have anything besides the one hit? Oh, dude, you haven't heard gangster rap Vanilla Ice? I don't think so. His song "Mind Blowing." <laughs> Shit. Are you being sarcastic and then he had right the now? He the new metal version of Ice Ice. He had the new metal version of Ice Ice Baby too. Okay. We never heard that. No. That's why. Yeah, yeah. So people think he's an imposter too. So when new metal was new metal, when Corn and Limp Bizkit were ruling the world, Vanilla Ice released a new metal record, and he redid Ice Ice Baby as a new metal song. Okay. I can't believe you haven't heard that. What do you do? How do you spend your time on a daily? What do you do? How do you not know about these awesome things in life, dude? I just don't. I don't. Fuck. I, I don't know. I don't either. I don't do anything or I just do things that make me not have time to do these things that you want. Me like what? <laughs> like what? What are you doing? Life things. Are you going to play me the new metal? a chump like a candle, bro. Did That's he? That's Robert Van Winkle, everybody. Are you sure that wasn't Limp Biscuit? Was that that sounded like Fred Durst? Nope. That was Robert <laughs> Van Winkle, otherwise known as Vanilla Ice. And you can hear that song. That song's called "Too Cold." It, it also and you can get it on the record. Hard to swallow. The whole imposter thing also comes into play with like he got sued right for the beginning of Ice Ice Baby. Ding 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 ding. Because he stole that from. Ding 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 ding. Ours goes. Ding 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 ding. Hear the difference? Oh, you didn't hear it. Theirs goes. Ding 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 ding. Mine goes. Ding 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 ding. Hear the difference? Yep, sure do. I love that dude. Just, just, I love him. I love Vanilla Ice. Fuck it, I said it. If I if if under pressure, it's under pressure, right? Isn't that the song that he stole that he took from? Queen and David Bowie, yes. So if I hear the beginning of both of those songs, I can, I will not be able to tell you which song is getting ready to start. Oh, I can, can tell you? you. You can pick it out? Yeah, for sure. The intros of both songs are different than the other. So yeah. Okay. His song starts... Never mind. We're not really. Are you going to do the whole ding, ding, ding thing again? <laughs> I, I want to because it's fun. Theirs goes ding, 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 ding. Ours goes ding, 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 ding. See? Uh huh. Nope. Sure don't. He, he really did that. He really did that. He 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 was selling that hard too, man. I think he said there's an extra ting in there. There's that that extra ting. It's not the same. Like no ice. Could- there's not an extra anything. It's what, the same thing. Would Ice Ice Baby been as big as it was, or is still, I guess, if he would have used a different intro and not that? 
Hard to say. It's interesting hard to, to think about though, right? Not really. No, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> All right, well, scratch that. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Don't care. Because, uh, you know, you, but you haven't heard, see, you haven't heard mind-blowing either. Dude, what do you do? Hold on, let me find this for you real quick. I know this is why you know, I talk, this is why I talk to people I, like you who are apparently in the know about this. I think you're kind of being condescending and sarcastic there, but you know, there's a it might have been thrown in there a little bit, but not not all of it. If that makes you feel any better. So this this song is from Mind Blowing. Vanilla Ice has dreads. He's wearing a jersey of some sort. Actually, I think I do know this song. Yeah, I've heard this. I don't think I knew that it was him. That's not the song. Oh, roll him up. Roll him up. 1993. I'll give a fuck. Now it's my turn to ask you, what do you do and why do you know? All day. All day. That exactly what I just did. Oh man, you gotta try it sometime. Dude. It's the life. I'm I don't know if you. I can. You feel so much better. You think you can? I don't. I I know. I know job. what your men- like, what are jobs? I know jobs what your and mental bills state don't matter. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> jobs and bills don't matter when you can listen to Vanilla Ice all day. They just don't. Just have enough money to pay your fucking phone bill, so you can have YouTube and listen to Vanilla Ice. Okay. You'll feel much better, trust me. Anyway, I don't know what I don't know how we got here. I don't even know what's I don't, going on. I anymore. don't know that there's a possibility to salvage this and move on. We might want to wrap it up. Whatever. I don't mean I okay, sal- salvage was a harsh word. I just don't know that we can move forward from this. We might want to just recoup and come back next weekend. Let me ask you a question though. Which song do you like more? Ice Ice Baby or Baby Got Back? Oh. Probably Ice Ice Baby. Really? Yeah. I feel like there should be a mashup. Are there mashups around there anywhere? Like an Ice Ice Baby Got Back? (laughs) (laughs) There's got to be, right? Somehow? Uh, they're probably it. Yeah, 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 for sure. That can't just be an idea you just came up with right now. Someone had to have already done it, dude. If not, if not, I hope I gave somebody an idea just now. Me, you're gonna do it. Stealing it, stealing it. If it doesn't exist, I'm doing it. All right, cool. Well, we spent way too much time talking about Baby Got Back yesterday. We did. I just want to let you know that that's more time than I ever want to spend again mm-hmm. talking about that song. Mm-hmm. Sir Mix a lot. Shout out. How are things in Seattle? Hope we can work together someday. Yeah, because he can sell songs for $1.29 still. Asshole. What an asshole. It is a classic. It is a classic. And I and I and I did buy it yesterday. For you, my friend. You did. And I'm <laughs> I I I'm not gonna lie, I did feel bad asking you to spend $1.29. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> 
kid's not going to eat. Thanks, Sir Mix-a-Lot. It was for he owes it me was, a song. It was I'm, for good reason. It is for good reason. We can't talk about it, obviously, but um, but he owes me a song. So I'm gonna go to Seattle. We're gonna work on a song together, fucker. I want my dollar twenty nine back. That would be cool. Although you're already working on music, correct? No, liar. Again, I just no wanted, one cares. Okay, all right. Just answer. How many songs are you going to record? as many as I want. I hate everything about talking to you. <laughs> as many as I want. I've already recorded one. How okay. about that? There you go. Is it coming out? It exact- will be coming out soon. Is it coming? Yeah, come out soon. Does yeah. it, has, so far, has it, everything gone the way you thought it was going to be, going to go and his, like the vision that you had for the song going into it, is, is that coming like full circle, you you are happy with how it's gone. Absolutely, because there's not a thing attached to it. <laughs> okay, you'll you'll find out. There's not a thing. Just okay. Music. Just okay. Do it. Just okay. do it. I like how you get upset <sighs> that I'm happy that you're putting out music. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Because apparently nobody, no one cares. Nobody cares. You're which, the only which, one. Which is why I will. Download it. <laughs> Unfucking believable. I gotta get out of here now. I'm out. All right, we're out. <laughs>